You're listening to the Fired Up Podcast Network. Let's get fired up. NFL Draft, your host, Daniel Garrett and Mitch Wolf. Mitch, how you doing today? Doing good. Excited to get into our last group of safeties. Um, really impressive group. Was pleasantly surprised by multiple of these players. For sure. And we got uh, some West Coast guys, including uh, Oklahoma and Texas in the West Coast. Yeah. <laughs> because of how we had to split it up to get it pretty even here. Um, so we'll start out first with an Oklahoma State guy. Um, Colby Harvell Peel, number 31. Um, he is a senior, um, true senior. He is six foot, 207 pounds. This year he has three interceptions and two pass breakups. Um, so what did you think his best trait was? This is one that I frequently say, and again, it's all I always mention that it's a double edged sword and it's versatility. You know, I think that he can do most everything you ask him to at a decent level. You know, he can play the run, he can rush the passer, he can cover in man, he can cover in zones short and deep. Um, and he can do all that at a pretty decently competent level. Um, I would say if I had to pick one of those, I'd probably say it's his uh, run defense. Um, he takes very really good angles. He's a good, solid, consistent tackler. His eyes take him to where he needs to be. Um, and I think his piat's a little bit of a, you know, a, a pass rush ability, which, you know, you're obviously not going to do that every down, but, you know, if you want to, use him as an extra blitzer on some more exotic looks. He's definitely competent in that. Um, what about your best trait? Yeah, my best trait was that run support uh, mm -hmm. that you mentioned. Um, thought he was pretty good in there. I I do agree. He has the versatility to do other stuff. Um, not necessarily sure how much I love him in anything, like you said, with that being that double-edged sword. But I do think his run support and his blitzing was pretty good. But uh, we'll get into worse trait here. I thought he was very, very stiff. I thought he lacked a lot of fluidity. I, I don't know if he has the athletic traits to be an NFL safety. Yeah, so my worst trait was athletic ability. So the thing that I noticed, and I actually scouted him a while ago, So, but the thing I noticed is that he's definitely limited from a speed and change of direction standpoint. So he's not going to cover the whole field from single high. Like if you're using him as a one high safety and a cover three or cover one dominant defense, that's going to be a problem. And he's also going to be exposed by superior athletes and man coverage. So, you know, you're going to need him in a zone heavy. Um, if you have a two high scheme, you know, that, he's, that might be okay. If you have him playing in the box in single high schemes, that might work too. Um, but yeah, so that's where I would say like, he's definitely going to struggle as an athlete. So that's definitely going to put a limit on kind of how much you're going to want to play him. For sure. What did he think he had to improve? I said ball skills and, you know, he's got three picks this year and like, so he's got a few pass breakups too. So that's been good to see. I uh, just, cause I felt like there were a lot of times you just didn't make a ton of plays on the ball in the film. I watched, which was 2020 in 2019, he had 11 pass breakups and five interceptions. So 
I mean, it's apparently there, but you know, it's just not been consistent. Like his past breakups have decreased every year. Um, it's just not been consistent. So I'd like to see him, you know, just be more consistent in making plays in the ball. Um, yeah, that's what I would say he can improve on. Yeah, I agree with you there. And the the weird thing about it is this, the defense around him has consistently gotten better every single year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, whereas his production has declined. So it's a very odd thing. I'm wondering if like that year in 2019, like he was kind of taking more. The other thing to mention is that at the end of the 29th, or I think it was the end of the, it was the end of the 2020 season, I think. Or it was 2019, he tore his ACL. So I think that might've sapped some of his athletic ability, but I'm wondering if that year we had all those plays in the ball, like he was kind of freelancing and he kind of just got lucky. Like he was able to just get himself in positions to make plays. Whereas now, you know, he's kind of been, you know, they can put him in a smaller role where he doesn't have to be the guy as much. I'm wondering if that's kind of what happened. Yeah. Yeah. I could, I could see that. And I will be very interested when we get the 2021 film to see if, some of these things have been fixed but again with the athleticism there isn't really much you can fix unless it is the health thing with that uh knee Mm -hmm. but if it's not that and it's just a general athleticism concern I do wonder and I did watch one game of 2019 as well and I also had athleticism concerns Mm -hmm. So I would lean towards it just being him not being the best athlete. And that puts me as draft range. Um, I could see him going late, late day three, or perhaps even being an undrafted guy. Uh, what about you? Yeah, I, I liked him a little bit more. I would say like mid day three, because I think that, you know, again, he does bring that kind of baseline, you know, can do a little bit of everything, but obviously you know, the lack of athleticism um, is going to, you know, not allow him to be an every down player, but you know, if you have a, <clears throat> a defense that plays a lot of base, you want to run stopping safety that you can kind of have an early down role for, you know, and you're like, okay, like I can use him on special teams. Like he can be our, you know, safety. That's a special teams captain. You know, that that's mostly what he does. I think that will work for him. But like you said, like that lack of high end athleticism just prevents him from being a consistent every down player in a very pass happy NFL. So I'd be comfortable taking him in like the mid day three. Cause I kind of, he's kind of a pick where it's, you pick him in the fifth and you're like, I know what I'm getting. Um, and I can use him in like, you know, I'm, I'm not taking a big risk here. I can, you know, it's for a team that is kind of has a pretty filled out roster. And you're like, okay, maybe, you know, I can use him on special teams and, you know, maybe down the road, he, you know, is useful in some other roles, but yeah, again, not a super high upside pick, but I think he has a decently high floor. Yeah, I, I can see that. I, I just really am not the biggest fan. And we'll, again, we'll see more interceptions this year than last year. So hopefully some of these things have improved and maybe he can move up a little bit for both of us. Um, Next up, we have Quantrez Knight, the safety from UCLA. Uh, Mitch, I'll let you go on here. I did yeah, not get this- to watch him. Yeah, this guy's had a bit of a weird career. So this is his sixth year, and it's at his third school. So he spent his first three years at Maryland, but every after every year, his snaps decreased. Um, so he transferred to Kent State for the 2019 season. He played 11 games there, and he was playing mostly like a slot safety role. And then in 2020, he transfers again to UCLA, played there in 2020, still there in 2021. And he's consistently playing in their slot safety role, but plays in the box a, a good bit too. He's six foot, 199 pounds. So you know, right around that, you know, kind of ideal safety size. Um, 
he moves very fast and he's explosive blitzer from the slot. So they'll blitz him off the edge a lot against the pass and the run. And that's very good. Um, he does a lot of uh, fitting the run from the backside, eliminating cutback lanes. Um, so I, I like that part of his game. You know, he's obviously playing near the line of scrimmage a lot. So he's going to be defending the run and he's very good at that. I would say he, one of his struggles is breaking out of blocks. He's always just like dodge or spin out of them. He doesn't really run through them. So that kind of affects his ability to pursue the ball carrier. Um, he occasionally plays some single high. Uh, they'll spin him back there. I wouldn't say that's where he's best though. Um, in short zones, he's pretty good. He's got good instincts around there and he's not afraid to physically engage receivers, which is good. You're going to have a lot of crossing routes on those short zones. So, you know, him kidding receivers is good. Uh, and he's very, very competent man coverage against a lot of different types of receivers. You know, in the slot, you're going to face some big slots, some tight ends, or your smaller shifty receivers. And I'd say he's pretty good against most of them. And that kind of brings me to his best trait, which I think is his short area athletic ability in terms of his quickness and change direction. He's got very quick feet, very uh, fluid hips. So he moves well in the short area. The problem is I just don't think he has very good long foot speed. So, you know, I think that tall, long receivers will take the top right off. And so I think I was talking with this about you about this with you um, when he played against Simi Fajoko, the big wide receiver from Stanford, yeah. you know, he just ran right by him, you know, and just took the top off the defense for, from him. So that's a kind of a, a pretty big red flag in terms of projecting the NFL. And as I mentioned, I think for his improvement, I'd like to see how he deconstructs blocks. I'd like to see that improve. Cause right now he's just kind of like running around blocks instead of through them. And obviously he's not the biggest guy, but you know, I'll kind of want to see him improve that toughness and that aggressiveness and the physical aspect of the game. So um, where did you say you liked him in the draft? I like him at the like early day three. Uh, I think that, you know, he kind of reminds me of a bigger Mike Hilton, you know, in current terms of his, you know, blitzing from the slot, maybe not as uh, tough, you know, physically tough as Mike Hilton, but just in terms of uh, those ability to take on blocks. But, you know, if, as long as you're not asking him to like vertically carry big receivers, he pretty much can do most everything else for you. So, I think that, you know, if you draft him in that early, early uh, day three range, you know, fourth round, maybe early in the fifth, he can provide a valuable asset to your team. He's a very, very unique player. You know, you know, it's kind of, he is kind of locked in that slot specific role, but, you know, and, you know, like I said, it's weird. You see like him move very quickly in short areas, but if he has to carry somebody vertically, he just doesn't keep up, which is a problem. And that might just be because he's an older player, you know, that athleticism is, a little starting to wane a little bit against superior athletes. So that's, that is concerning, but I do like a good, a good amount of his skill set. Yeah. And so I guess we will move on to our next player. We have a uh, safety duo up next. Um, We'll start out first with Damani Richardson um, from Texas A&M number 26 for the Aggies. He is 6'1", 210 pounds. He has an interception and four pass breakups this year. Um, what did you think his best trait was, Mitch? I thought it was man coverage. And the, these these two safeties are very interesting because they're almost identical in size. Damani Richardson's the younger one. He's a junior, whereas Leon O'Neill, who we'll talk about next, is a uh, true senior. And Richardson plays – it's interesting. They move him around a lot, but they both play mostly deep. Um, so he'll, he plays a lot more to the passing strength and away from the run strength, covering number three to trips. Uh but I liked his man coverage a lot. You know, he, like I said, he covers number three. That's a tight end or your, you know, shifty slot receiver. And I thought he did a great job at handling both the man coverage, you know, for a bigger safety. I thought that was very impressive. Um, but the, I, I, I liked both these guys a lot more than I thought I would. And we'll get into that later. 
what are you what was your best trade for him i i i liked him a lot to be yeah. honest mm-hmm. i i i liked his tackling and now he doesn't necessarily always come with the best form but just how how he is willing to hit and like you said that man coverage ability is pretty good as well and i think he's he looks he looks big and strong like i thought he brought a lot yeah. of stopping power to his hits big hair yeah and that's for both of them mm-hmm. yeah uh, i thought i i absolutely fell in love with this safety duo um mm-hmm. so what was your worst trait for him I thought it was, and this is again a little, I thought it was his explosiveness and change of direction. I thought he was a good athlete, but there were times where he, the way he just kind of changed direction was a little uncoordinated, I guess. Like just his transitions from a back pedal to going forward or, you know, going left to right just looked a little clunky. And I'm wondering if that's just kind of a rawness, you know, he's only a junior. He has been a starter since freshman year. So I'm wondering if that's just something that he'll eventually fix, uh, but it's, it's just a little weird because, like, he's got, you know, solid range and all that. You know, he's good long speed, all that stuff. Just some of those change directions just looked a little weird, and they weren't as fluid as I would hope. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. And I thought um, there were similar concerns with O'Neal, except for uh, the differences. I think with Richardson, it is what you were talking about. It's just a bit clunky, and I don't – I think it is more of that experience thing. Whereas with O'Neal, I think there is a – little bit of just a general stiffness with him i thought richardson was less stiff i just thought he had clunky transitions just because of uh lack of experience and technique mm-hmm. in doing those so i think that would be what i would say is his worst trait as well and i had it for both i found i like both these guys a good bit and uh for my improvement i thought his ball skills uh need to improve I thought about that too. Um, that there were some times where he does, he try, I say he, he tracks the ball well in the air, especially if he's kind of coming over from a different zone. I would say when he's uh, kind of running with the man and has to, you know, find the ball in the air while covering, I would say they're a little worse there, but you know, if he's just playing like true deep half or deep middle and he has to come over and get the ball, that's pretty good. You know, and he catches the ball decently well, he's had some good picks. Um, but yeah, I would say that that's something he can improve on. My improvement was zone spacing instincts. And this is more of a consistency thing because there were some games where it was really good. Yes. Like against Mississippi state, you know, he was playing a lot more kind of down low in the box, taking away some of those like stick and mesh routes. Uh, but there were some bad games, you know, like when he, and this is kind of not fair, but when they played Alabama, there were some routes and this was kind of the one issue I had with them was there were times where like a route would break quickly underneath and he would bite on it and then they'd jerk it back over the top and he'd get burned. And you know, that's Alabama. They would burn you with that sometimes. So like, you know, if, you know, Jalen Waddles burning you over the deep, you know, that's going to happen. You know, that, you know, he burns everybody deep. You know, there were times where Kadarius Tony got him to kind of just with crazy juke moves. It's like, all right, those guys have elite traits there and he might just not have that. Uh, but I would say like just some, just kind of, again, and I think this is an experience thing, just, you know, getting a little more comfortable with not biting on those breaking routes, you know, being a little patient so you don't get burned over the top. So I think he learned his lesson this year or last year with some of that. And it'll be interesting to see the 2021 Dave to see how he improved with that. Yeah, for sure. And uh, where was your draft range for him? So right now I have him, I would say right in the, like I would say like early third. Um, And if somebody took him in the second, I wouldn't be shocked because I think that, you know, again, just seeing the 2020 tape, we haven't seen the 2021, you know, if he has kind of fixed those transitions, you know, I think he's a, 
almost like there's no glaring flaws with him. You know, I think everything is good to very good. You know, some of the things that are inconsistent, I think can still be fixed just with experience and coaching. So, and like I said, big dude, athletic, strong, you know, looks the part. So like, I think he's kind of, you know, still a bit of a ball of clay that could be molded into a really special player. So early round three and late, late, late round two wouldn't shock me. Yeah. I'm a little lower. I had him uh, that uh, late third round that like uh, comp pick area. But I I think again, it's if he can show that consistency, I could definitely see him getting into the range that you're at where he's that late second round, mid second round type player. Yeah. I think he can do so much too. Like, like I said, like he'll play like single high, but he's also playing, you know, too high. They'll do like, cloud rotations he'll play quarters he can you know play down as almost like a pseudo linebacker can play in the slot plays in the box you know he does he does everything for them which is really cool to see for a younger player yeah and i i guess that'll move us into his uh partner in the secondary here liano uh leon o'neill um Mm -hmm. number nine again six one listed at six one 210 pounds same size he is a uh, senior instead of a junior um he has two interceptions and seven pass breakups this year um i loved him going downhill and in yes support. yep yep <laughs> my, my best trade is pursuit angles from depth <laughs> yep yeah it's just absolutely fantastic it's i'll say this it's just fun to watch him yeah. shoot downhill it's yeah, bat, bat out of hell. Just like once he sees it, he's gone and he's coming. He's bringing the lumber. Like he's he's really fun to watch. Yeah, and like like I mentioned it earlier, I thought his worst trait I didn't I thought was fluidity, um, but like he's very good in these underneath zone areas mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. well. And he had I forget what game it was. He had a pick six on a where he was uh, underneath some guy and was just sat underneath a route and like bad, bad decision by the quarterback, but he still is just in the right position. Quarterback shouldn't have thrown the ball, obviously, but just demonstrates that he's in that right position on these underneath zones. Yeah. I think I know which, I, know, I can't remember which team it was, but I think I know which player you're talking about, but yeah, another guy where, you know, kind of has all has, you know, good to very good skills that pretty much all, traits i would say my you know we talked about the, the coming downhill i would say that's it's i would say it's also kind of his worst trait in that it's aggressive angles and tackling so sometimes he just comes in too hot and just kind of misses with the tackle so and i like that's something we've talked about a lot is you know i'd rather you be more aggressive and i can try to calm you down than not being aggressive enough so you know i'd say he's, even with that i'd say he's very good at avoiding blocks you know finding lanes through traffic to get to the ball carrier um but I would say his improvement is man coverage just because there aren't a lot of reps there. So I don't know about that as much just because he plays a lot more of that true free safety role, playing deep single, deep middle quarters. He doesn't come into the box as much and doesn't cover in the slot nearly as much as Richardson. So I just don't know about that. Um, but I do like a lot of his game. Yeah, for sure. And um, what did you think he needed to improve? That was my, my, my that was my oh, man coverage. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I thought that was, you were saying that for worse straight my bed. Um, I think you could make the argument for both, you know, it's, it's, it's his worst, but like, I don't want to call it that. Cause I, I just don't know because there aren't very many reps on tape of it. So I don't want to like say it's his worst. Cause like it could be, I mean, 
if they're not using him in that a lot, it could be his worst trait, but I just don't know. Yeah, I I would agree with you there. I also think, uh, well, you touched on it a bit, where uh, some of the angles he takes, that's my improvement. I think he could take mm-hmm. some better angles. Um, but again, love the aggressiveness and don't want to necessarily take that away. Just want to kind of hone it a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so where, where do you think for him for draft range? I have him second round. You know, I like I said, I like Richardson. I think there's still some molding to do with him. But I think I like O'Neal more just because, you know, I, I do agree that maybe he's a little more athletic limited, but I don't think he's a bad athlete by any means. I think that he kind of reminded me of Jordan Battle a little bit. Um, you know, I would say about the same caliber athlete, uh, but I, I, I like a lot of his game. I would say that I'd be comfortable taking him in the second round. Yeah. And uh, again, I'm another guy that I'm a little bit lower on. Um, I have him at that turn, um, mm-hmm. second, third round. Um, again, I just think that if you have the specific role for him, I think he's going to be great. And I would love to see him in a cover three uh, scheme where he can be that box underneath player or even, or in a too high where he can uh, come down from depth. I think either are good fits um, for him. So yeah, I he, think, I think either would be good. I, I agree. I think that, you know, play, being the, the single high like center fielder in a Seattle cover three might not be his best fit, but yeah, he does a decent amount of that kind of stuff in college. So it wouldn't be like, you know, it'd be interesting to see how he does against NFL caliber athletes, but I'm really comfortable playing him in a, a variety of coverage shells. Yeah. I, again, great coming down from death, but also I think he can, if you wanted be a guy more in the box as that underneath zone guy for, mm-hmm. uh, your cover three scheme. So I think it really opens up the possibility and just that, that ability to be able to play whatever scheme, I think really opens him up to where he could go a little bit higher than everyone thinks. And I was looking, people aren't really talking about no, these guys. Not at all. I, I, I was I trying to look why. like I looked at draft simulators. Most draft simulators have these guys in the two hundreds. Yeah. I mean, like maybe we're just really wrong, but I thought they're and like, they're playing like a complex defense, you know, that, that has been very successful these last year or so. And yeah, I think these guys are just not getting talked about. I think they're really good players that can do a line. Like I'm not sure if Richardson's going to declare this year, um, you know, to a had a bit of a down year, but I think they could bring a lot of talent back next year. So, you know, maybe he sticks around for another year. Maybe O'Neill takes advantage of the COVID year and comes back as well. But I mean, these guys have, I would say like are, are, would be good NFL players right now. And like, if they came out, they would be drafted as top 100 players. Yeah. I I'm right there with you. I really do not understand why people have them so low. I I'm a big fan of both these players. So uh, I, I guess we can move into our last guy who is another guy who uh, I'm a, I'm a decent fan of. I wouldn't say I'm, near the high end of uh, people on him, but I do like him a good bit. Um, Verone McKinley from Oregon, number 23 for the Ducks. He is just a redshirt sophomore, um, 5'11", 194 pounds, um, six interceptions and six pass breakups this year. Very, very impressive stat line there. Um, going to be very interested. I own, The only game of his from this year that I watched was the uh, Fresno State game. Mm-hmm. Um other than live i have seen him yeah, yeah. a few times live but it's just difficult to tell with safeties a lot of time mm-hmm, live mm-hmm. on broadcasts but uh man i mean 
I think the six interceptions and the six pass breakups kind of tell the story of his best trait, which is um, just his playmaking ability and his ball skills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. So mine is a little different, but I think it ties in. I think my 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 favorite slash best trait of his is his play speed. This dude is freaky fast, and you know I say play speed because I want that to encompass more than just his foot speed. Like I think he is able to kind of just see where the ball is going and break on it so quickly that you know if he's trusting his instincts, he's flying on the ball, and that's what allows him to make so many plays. But man, the dude is just so fast. All it covers the whole field. You know, if you can, yeah, I think you can play him deep in any kind of coverage lineman you want because he can just cover tons of ground that's really really unique trait and cool to see yeah for sure and I also had his athleticism listed there as well Mm -hmm. um so I would say this next the worst trait is probably what I struggled with most of any of the players today I I don't I'm not sure what it is so mine, mine was pretty easy. I thought it was tackling and stopping power. I think okay, that, yeah, he, I can, I can see the stopping power, but like, I didn't think his technique was all that poor. Right. Yeah. So I, it's, it's fine. Um, and again, this was kind of a nit, it's one of those nitpicking things where it's like, you know, he's pretty good at most things, but like th- this one still stuck out to me a little bit. Like he just doesn't have the, like we talked about these last two guys, you know, they're both plus 200 pounds, you know, around 210, you know, six, one or more. You know, McKinley's just a little lighter in the pants, if you will. You know, it just doesn't bring yeah. as much, you know, meat to the bone. And sometimes he's just going to kind of slide off running bigger running backs, bigger receivers or tight ends. So this isn't it's, it's hard to say, like, can you improve this? But, you know, if he I think part of this is the speed, like he's just kind of flying in, and, you know, doesn't maybe have time to kind of break down and tackle with the best form. But, you know, I think that his ability to get there quickly is important. You know, if he can, you know, at least just get the legs and wait and, you know, wait for help to arrive, that's fine. But I would still say that just like doesn't, you know, immediately stop a receiver or running back in his tracks. Yeah, I, I can see that. And uh, I, I thought that his uh, his general play strength and with being that just 194 mm-hmm. pounds was something that needed improvement. That was uh, my improvement category. So I, I guess the tackling um, stopping power would fit in there um, for me. Um, so what did you think he had to improve on? So this, and it seems like he has based on the 2021 tape and his numbers, I would say it's mental processing and just kind of, <coughs> excuse me, just kind of seeing how routes are developing. Sometimes, you know, backfield action would confuse him. You know, I was watching his UCLA tape from 2020 and they do a lot of like, jet sweeps and fakes and options and all this stuff. And that kind of would confuse him for a little bit, especially when he was in single high. So I think, you know, and he's a little late to trigger downhill from back there. So I think this year it seems like he's kind of gotten his mental processing up just because of having more reps. He's still a pretty young player. Now he's has, as long as he could get that more experience and, you know, see things quick, more quickly, and then be able to trigger on them and get places, which it seems like he has done. That's the thing I wanted to improve. And it seems like he has. Yeah. uh, Again, like, it's going to be very interesting to see the 2021 film with him because just stat wise, he has taken that large leap. Um, where do you see him getting drafted? He's right around round, uh, like round one, round two. You know, if he went, you know, at the back end of round one, I wouldn't be shocked if somebody wanted to get him on that fifth year contract, given that he is a younger player. So you could have him until he's, you know, he, when he's, a, he becomes a free agent, like 25 or 26. Um, but I still, I mean, you know, I think he's playing his best football right now. I think that, 
know, he's got all the athletic traits you want in a safety. I think that you can teach him, you know, uh, better tackling technique and kind of improve those aspects of his game. And he's got, and like I said, he's improving from a mental aspect just by getting more reps. So, you know, really impressive player has brings a great skill set that the NFL is looking for right now and the ability to play um, a lot of different coverage shells and make plays in the ball as, as well, which is something we haven't really come across with a lot of our guys. You know, we've had ball skills as a worst trade improvement for a lot of them. So a guy who does have that playmaking ability is going to be very um, in demand from NFL teams right now. Yeah. And I had him in that second round range. I think anywhere, if you told me this guy goes, like you said, if he goes late first, I would understand why I just more so see him in that 40 ish range. Like if the Rams figure their stuff out, you know, they're kind of going through, going through right now, but if they kind of figure it out and can make a run in the playoffs, if he goes like 20, I think they don't have a first round pick. So it doesn't matter. But if they did, um, and you know, they, they kind of need a, back a back a back end safety to kind of replace John Johnson what he does and I think Verone McKinley is that kind of player yeah I can I could definitely see that and again again with all these teams that are transitioning to um more safeties more DBs on the field and having these two high shells I think he's going to be a great fit for a lot of those teams um and someone that is in demand um Again, this safety class, it doesn't get the as much love as the corners and edge rushers because it doesn't necessarily isn't necessarily <laughs> as good as those, but it's a good position for it's this. Really, trip. really deep, which is something yes. we don't see a lot. Or, you know, if, if it's deep, it's like, oh, like here's it has like 12 box safeties. Cool. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's a very exciting class. And mm-hmm. so uh we we will be back next time to uh give our uh top safeties and some honorable mentions, some guys we haven't hit on yet. So until then, let's get fired up.